Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Go away, you begging bowl cunts. Fuck off. I'm recording a podcast. Thanks, man. No worries. They're gone. I'm, you're, you're much better at that than I am. I tend to be nice. I'm sort of like, oh, thank you. That's wonderful, Carol. Please carry on. That's our dynamic. I was like, the carrot's not going to work. It's going to have to be the stick. Yeah, and boy, what a big stick. <laughs> Powerful, powerfully rude stuff. So, welcome, listeners, to this wonderfully festive Film Chat Christmas special. I hope you're having a lovely Christmas day. you got the turkey there, the family, the TV, all the sort of key ingredients. The Queen's on. I hope you're She's... wasted by now, Christmas booze. I mighty too. I well, will be. Yeah, some, uh, I won't be, but... Um, Are we wasted? <clears throat> no, we don't have a very boozy Christmas. We have an incredibly boozy Christmas. I'll drink for you. Thanks. And the rest of the family. <laughs> Put one aside <laughs> for me, and then drink that yourself. Oh, I will. Yeah. So today we've got a wonderful Christmas schedule lined up. I don't know if any of you recalled last year's Christmas episode, but it's going to be quite similar. Quite similar <laughs> to that. <laughs> we're going to talk about our films of the year, and uh, we're going to go through some of our listeners' films of the year. And uh, we're going to have a little quiz. Katie's prepared a quiz for us. We've both we've got cocktails that we'll be drinking, so we're gradually going to get merrier and merrier. More and more Christmas spirit will be imbibed. I'm already pretty drunk. I'm not. That's our dynamic, though, isn't it? That's the way. It That's works. the way it works. You it's drink, like, yes. you drink, and I don't. It's Sober cop, drunk cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Christmas, Christmas, Merry Christmas. Seasons greetings, goodwill to all men. Tinsel, crackers, pine tree presents, mistletoe, hark the herald angels. Turkey, baubles, mulled wine, Saint Nick, peace on earth, Brussels sprouts, wise men, Santa Claus, elves, shepherds, jingle bells, Christmas pudding, yuletide, Rudolph, stockings, chestnuts, snowmen, carols. Festive cheer to everyone. Christmas film chat has begun. News now, but I'm finding myself a little parched. I, I'm a little, my throat is a little dry. 
I need something smooth. Katie? Katie. <laughs> okay, could you just pop to the kitchen and make us a couple of old fashions? There's a good girl. Sure. Uh, I like Marvelous. how you requested that in quite an old-fashioned way. Let us, let us look at the news. What's been in the news? Well, you recorded the last episode of Film Chat quite recently, but fortunately for us, there's been a lot of very exciting things. Well, two. I don't know if they're that exciting, but some things have happened. First of all, the movie that everyone is really excited for in 2016 is, of course, Kindergarten Cop 2. I'm I'm champing at the bit. Didn't we dis- we discussed this before, right? The prospect in, in of a some Kindergarten two D um, sequel, and we were thinking maybe they would go with the cop in other places. Yeah, in a kind of Paul Blart Mall Cop kind of thing. Yeah, Mall Blart know, Cool Bop. <laughs> cop is in various different places, but unfortunately, they've just gone for kin- he's back in Kindergarten. Right. The only difference between Kindergarten Cop one and Kindergarten Cop two is the cop is different. Yeah. They've gone for a different European muscle-bound man. Yes, it's Dolph Lundgren now. I don't know why they didn't just call it Kindergarten Cop and make it a remake, but maybe there's two Kindergarten Cops in this one. That's why it's called Kindergarten Cop 2. Maybe they'll team up for the third movie. I don't know. Anyway, they've released a couple of pictures from it. Um, It features Dolph Lundgren surrounded by kids shouting. Surprising. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the synopsis of Kindergarten Cop 2. In Kindergarten Cop 2, Lundgren plays Agent Reed. Like in the original movie, Reed goes undercover as a kindergarten teacher, this time to recover a flash drive with sensitive information that was stolen from the Witness Protection Program. However, in addition to dealing with a handful of students, Reed also faces problems with the school's politically correct environment. Oh dear. Is he like a racist cop or something? I don't know. Is this like, um, UKIP cop? (laughs) (laughs) Or what? Is it like Clarkson cop? (laughs) What does he have to deal with? I don't know. It's quite intriguing in a way. Yeah, yeah. It sounds great, though. I'm super excited. I don't know. Or is it something like he calls a girl fat and there's a petition to have him sacked or something? I don't know. I'm just thinking of the possibilities. Or is it like the school is just too politically correct and they've like they've like thrown out the baby with the bathwater and you can't even, you know, uh, play dodgeball because that offends some kind of culture. Maybe he like, says you know, chairman or something like that. And it's, yeah. We say chairperson here, Reed. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And that's all anyone knows about Kindergarten Cop 2. Here you go. Oh, oh marvellous. Wow. Lovely. Beautiful. Ooh, just when a, I was... This is a wonderful golden colour. Mmm. Mmm. Citrusy? Smells of heaven. What? If heaven had a scent, it smelled like this. <laughs> Yummy. Thank you, Katie. Sam, Nicholas Cage returns stolen dinosaur <laughs> skull to Mongolia. I've been waiting for that to happen. That's the headline. So, Nicolas Cage, one of cinema's great, 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 great eccentrics, and just greats. Yeah. I love Cage. Um, He's an eccentric, but it's not as forced as Sheila Berth, you know? Yeah, he doesn't have to try, it's just natural absolutely. for Absolutely. He, in 2007, did what any Oscar-winning millionaire would do, and bought a Tyrannosaurus batar skull, Yeah, but he was unaware it had been stolen. And so now that it's come to his attention that it's been stolen, he has given it back to the Mongolian people, the Mongolians. He bought the skull for £185,000 from a Beverly Hills gallery and apparently outbid DiCaprio. <laughs> I think one of the more interesting things about this story is why did he buy a dinosaur skull? That's the purchase of a man who is looking really hard for things to spend his millions on. I guess when you're just you're that rich, you run out of things to buy, right? Maybe he collects skulls? Like Wayne Coyne from The Flaming Lips. I think he likes skulls. Maybe he was making Ghost Rider at the time. He was playing a, just a flaming skull. He had skulls on the mind. I love skulls. I, love I skulls. look so cool when they're on fire. I'm going to buy another skull. Like, was that his thought process? Well, I mean, good on Cage. for He's, he's like a, a good man. 
Clearly. Do you reckon just playing, moral playing that character, National Treasure, is just giving him a sort of respect for returning things to their natural place in museums He's got an instinct for zeroing in on where um, antiques belong. <laughs> It's his greatest of his skill, apart from his acting. It's his ability to zero He knows in. where old things should be. Yeah, he goes to London and he's like, what the fuck are those marbles doing there? They should be in ancient Greece. Yeah, those aren't Elkins. They're <laughs> Greases. Yeah, so Hero of Christmas, Cage. I love Cage. Thank you, Cage, for teaching us the true meaning of Christmas, which is returning an inordinately expensive skull that you bought Has to its rightful place. Has it been a Christmas movie? Um... Family Man is like a Christmas movie, right? <laughs> the Family you really Man. He said that in an inspired way. <laughs> yes, the Family Man. The family Man. He's like, what if he'd uh, is that married the Brett his Ratner film? Yeah, he'd married like his heart, his um, high school he... sweetheart, but he's miserable. Was he also in The Weather Man? Yes, <laughs> he's also in Mashtick Men. <laughs> this is going in. End the news. What's that? What's that, Katie? End the news. End the news. End the news. Very well. Okay, thanks a lot for Chris for bringing that story to our attention. Thanks, Chris. You win. You win Christmas, thank you. We're going to rename it Chris. No, no, it's the same. (laughs) that already. What a shame. Christmas time in the film chat studio. Danny's dressed like a reindeer. Sam and Katie are covered in tinsel. It's definitely Christmas in here. So, we're going to discuss our top 10 films of the year in a moment, but first, Christmas fun! Christmas fun! Listeners, you can now picture in your minds the three film chat people, (laughs) Danny, Katie and I, we're all gripping an end of a cracker each in a triangle, and we're going to pop them at once. So, cover your eardrums, it's going to be loud. Let's go! (laughs) And we each won one cracker. That's pretty good. Something went flying. I've won um, some little screwdriver set, which are very useful. Oh, wait, and my thing went flying across the room. That was a bottle opener, which is actually very useful indeed. Time to put on my hat. Let's all put on the hat. Should we do the gags? What did baby corn say to mummy corn? Let me think about this for a moment. Don't be so corny. Um, No. Where's popcorn? Oh, yeah, shit, I just heard that one the other day. Why are fish easy to weigh? Um, because they come with their own scales. Yeah. Hey, was that right? Yeah. Excellent. What kind of pet did Aladdin have? This is a really good, a really good joke. Lamp. A flying car pet. <laughs> but he also had a pet monkey. So, <laughs> so the answer to that question is also monkey. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that one would also be film related. So that wouldn't just be a meaningless tangent, but it would be really in keeping with the spirit of the podcast. So. That was fun, wasn't it? That was good. That was fun. Wow, Christmas is brilliant. It's been a it's been a good year for film. There's been films out. Some of them have been good. <laughs> That's the definition of a good year for film. Exactly. I had uh, I had some fun compiling my top ten. Did you struggle at all? Was it? Did it come naturally to you, or was there some jostling? There was some jostling. Well, I had I whittled it down from twelve, and I've also I've got some um, things I just haven't seen. I mean, I'd hate to make the audience feel that I'm not really doing my job, but I haven't seen a lot of the most acclaimed films of the year. Yeah, I haven't too. seen them. There's a few I haven't seen. What, what acclaimed films have you not seen? Some, you're picking up the slack on some of these, because I didn't see Sicario, Girlhood, Taxi Tehran, A Syrian Love Story, which I think you saw. You saw all those. I did. And I, But I don't think either of us saw White God or Tangerine, which were both No, and I, neither of us saw Brooklyn as well, which is cropping up on a lot of lists. Yeah. Before I go, as a disclaimer, I'd say like the top four in order... 
but the other ones I could sort of move around a bit. Okay. So, number 10, but not really number 10, The Russian Woodpecker. And number 9, Carol. Number 8, The Forbidden Room. And number 7, Amy. And number 6, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Uh, number 5, Inherent Vice. And number 4, The Look of Silence. Number three, Wild Tales. And number two, Mad Max Fury Road. And number one, Inside Out. Excellent list, Danny. And also, honourable mentions, Listen Up, Philip, and Sean the Sheep, the movie. Okay. Yeah, there's quite a few films there also that I haven't seen. So I feel like we... I just need to see the movies you've seen. You need to see the movies I've seen. And we could, you know, do a together, real, together. real great That's top ten such list. such a good team. Drunk yeah. Cop, Sober Cop. So here's my top ten of the year. Number 10, Carol. Number 9, Wild Tales. Number 8, Sicario. Number 7, Shaun the Sheep Movie. Number 6, Taxi Tehran. Number 5, Inherent Vice. Number 4, Girlhood. Number 3, Mad Max Fury Road. Number 2, The Look of Silence. And number 1, Inside Out. So we kind of broadly agree. They're broad, they're broad similarities broad similarities. There. I couldn't really not put Inside Out as number 1. Come on. It kind of had to be number 1. It, it covers everything that I like about movies, pretty much. Absolutely. It's very meaningful. It's quite a profound film. It's beautiful to look at. It's excellently written. The plot makes sense. And, uh, yeah, makes you laugh, makes you cry, all that stuff. All right, I want to do my honourable mentions as well. I've got some other honourable mentions. Marshland, Cartel Land. A lot of land-based good <laughs> films this year. Marshland was that Spanish, really good Spanish crime thriller. Cartel Land, a documentary about um, drug stuff in Mexico. A Syrian love story. Spy, which is one of the funniest films of the year. Yeah, Spy was great. Um, but I, I don't know, I couldn't quite fit it in the top ten, but I feel like it's not being mentioned enough because it was like, I, you know, I barely laughed more than any, any other movie. Um, the Russian Woodpecker. Going Clear, that Scientology documentary. That was yeah, really excellent. Was good good I mean, for docs. And uh, Love and Mercy, I think, is worth an honourable mention, which is the film about Brian Wilson, Brian Wilson biopic, um, which was really good, like really transcended the sort of biopic cliches for the most part and made the ones work that it did use. So, yeah, that was excellent. Shaun the Sheep, I don't know. I was was wondering about putting it in because it's like, it is a film whose target audience is like three years old, but it's just just a film of pure joy and so beautifully made. And I think that you've got to recognise movies which are just unadulterated simple joy you know it yeah, doesn't have absolutely. like some deep meaning to it but in terms of like making you smile it's like unparalleled do you know what's coming out this christmas sean the sheep uh christmas special okay. llama drama i'm so there the farmer gets some llamas yeah i don't know do you have any other uh comments on your top movies i, I mean so we, we had similar like man max is number two for you right look of silence number three yeah and what was Looks- your wait what was your number four no, Look at Science was number four. Number three Wild was... Tales was my number three. So Wild Tales is like really high up there for you. So what made it like one of the best movies? Well, I think it's similar thing to Shaun the Sheep and then it's, it's so much fun. It's sort of... Uh, it was great. To, like, I had no expectation. Maybe it's like partly my just experience of watching the film is like, I didn't really have any expectations going in. But it was such a fun ride. Yeah, it's and, an incredibly um, fun film. Yeah, and it's... I think I, my top three are like films I can imagine rewatching again and again. Yeah, I think the look of silence was sort of number two for me, just because I maybe it's because I haven't seen the act of killing, which is a similar subject, both about these Indonesian genocide documentaries. But uh, so I know that it was covering some similar kind of ground to that. But having not seen that and coming to it fresh, it was just felt brand new. Like I'd never seen anything like it in my life. 
uh, and yeah I mean we don't both of us don't have loads of the blockbusters in there I mean I know that Star Wars was released very late in the year but I wonder if it will creep onto some people's lists but do you think it was in general maybe a slight disappointing year for blockbusters with the exception of, the exception Ma- of Mad, Max. Mad Max yeah I would say so because Age of Ultron think. was maybe a little bit of a disappointment yeah there were, I, I, like, I enjoyed Age of Ultron I enjoyed Ant-Man yeah um, Ant-Man also, I felt like there you know, could have been this great movie by Edgar Wright, but then turned out to be a good movie, by, but not an amazing it one. It was all fine, else. you know? It was just sort of fine. Yeah. So I guess Jurassic World got all the money. It Jurassic broke, World made crazy amounts of money. Shit. And it was a bit shit. Yeah. Yeah, so Mad Max stands out on that front. Interesting stuff. Shall we hear some listener Absolutely. contributions? I have a question. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yes, Katie? Yes, what, Katie? What was the worst movie of 2015? Worst movie of 2015? Kingsman? Well, the one that got the most <laughs> kicking on the podcast was certainly Kingsman, as we kept bringing it up. Um, I really didn't like Spectre. I mean, it's probably not the worst movie. I mean, the thing is, when you're discussing these things, it really is like, by what standard, you know? Because some movies are just particularly aggravating because other people love them, and so they really stick in your craw, and you think, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was yeah. awful. But the really worst film of the year was probably something like The Ridiculous Six or some shit that we didn't see because it was too obviously terrible. Or like Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2 or something like that. I mean, I... Um, I've lost two hours of my life watching a pigeon gazes in his ass. <laughs> if I ever meet Roy Anderson, I'll be like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, I'm going to slap him. I'm going to slap him. So, listener contributions. Chris Young wrote in his top five. At number five, he had It Follows. He says, I love John Carpenter, and this is a brilliant horror in the Carpenter vein, so it's in here. That was on my... That was like my honourable mentions that didn't make it into the honourable mentions kind of thing. <laughs> White God, genuinely strange but wonderful dog revolution film with a great coming of age story at the centre and the Al Pacino of dog actors too. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he sounds like a dog anyway. Maybe it's like 70s Al Pacino. Um, Subaco or Pacino. dog day afternoon Al Pacino. Nice. Nice. Also, all the dogs in it were strays and they all got adopted at the end of filming. Oh. So what is White God? This one kind of passed me by. White God is a a film about a dog who belongs to a little girl and then she uh, lives with her dad, who she's estranged from, and the dad doesn't like the dog, so he just, like... Uh, takes her to a park and leaves the dog there and the dog help like joint like leads all the other strays and it's like a big uh, allegory for like um, the proletariat rising against the bourgeois or oh okay like it's like Animal Farm or something but apparently there's like I, with Marley and me. I was tempted to see it but there's like extreme like it's like dog view, viewer discretion it's like all fake but like I can't really handle dogs in peril in movies. Just even you saying the dog gets left at the park. I mean, I'm already... Yeah, I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. I can't really take it. I'm already feeling my Christmas spirit leech away. Number three on Chris's list, Mad Max Fury Road. He says, really, really good. Can't disagree with you there. Number two, Sicario. Beautifully shot, acted, and tense as hell. And number one, Inside Out. The best Pixar film for many years, and quite definitely the best film of the year. Boom! Yeah. He ends with boom. He says, Star Wars would prob have made number six, but that's an awkward number for a countdown. So, yeah. I mean, some crossover with our list there. I wouldn't put Star Wars at number six. Too many issues for me. Too many. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
the issues with Star Wars. Issues. John Foster, any relation? I don't think so. The name doesn't ring a bell. He says, my top three films of 2015. One, Mustang. Powerful Turkish coming-of-age drama with a young amateur cast that played my heartstrings like a double bass. Two, Mistress America. Offbeat buddy movie about people deceiving themselves in a variety of nicely shot ways. Three, Trainwreck. Disappointing formulaic rom-com with two miscast stars, one of whom excels anyway because she is Amy Schumer. I only saw three films in 2015. Yeah, it kind of taken him that long to compile that list. Yeah. Of every film he watched this year. Mistress America was another one on my long list, you know, that didn't quite squeak into the honourable mentions. but <laughs> Honourable honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but it was also quite good. And Trainwreck, you also were ambivalent about, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of laughs in it, but it doesn't really hold together that well, I'd say. Dougal McQueen. We love it when Dougal writes in. I love Dougie. He says, I've seen practically no films in 2015, but if Shaun the Sheep isn't your number one, I don't know what's going on. Well, sorry, Dougal. We didn't put Shaun the Sheep as number one. It's in there, though. It's in the mix. It's in the mix. I mean, it's solidly in that mix, isn't it? You know, if you were doing a top... Uh, it was in your top 12, wasn't it? Yeah. And you said that Maybe 5 I'll... to 12 were... Yeah all in the same kind of category anyway maybe i'll just swap one out right now yeah dougal seems pretty upset if you yeah. i don't think he's gonna be happy if you don't do that Fuck the russian went back there it's gone i just <laughs> it's gone sean the sheets back in okay okay <laughs> excellent finally jay mccormick wrote in with his top three and number one wild tales and number two kingsman brave choice joe and number three inside out we I hate like that film mccormick Go into our archive files and listen to episodes 10 to 15, sort of wow. anti-Kingsman rhetoric. Yeah. Maybe if you apologise um, profusely, he'll let you have anal sex with him in a nod to the final shot of the film. Joe, I'm, re- I'm really, really sorry. I'm really, really sorry. Yeah. Can we do it in the asshole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Classic line. Actually, thinking about that line, I'm realising that it was actually a brilliant film. It's actually a work of fucking genius. Yeah, you can do it in my asshole or something like that was probably the greatest line of the year. But Wild Tales and Inside Out, I can't fault you there, Joe. I yeah, more people should have seen Wild Tales. I don't think it should have been marketed as this sort of art house, like, Argentinian film only playing at the Barbican, like, two days, you know. Yeah. It's, it's like, that is an like, incredibly fun, exciting film. You should, you I'm should gonna get it on DVD. Everyone come around mine. I'm gonna get ten DVDs of it and I'm gonna stand on the street corner just handing them to people. Great. Great. Were you left home alone this winter? Did you get scrooged over in business? Perhaps you thought you were in love. Actually, it was a nightmare before Christmas. Well just forget about those gremlins, baby. You trading places with a happier guy. Pop a film chat on and let your blues die hard And you realise it's a wonderful life So, Katie has prepared a quiz, which I asked her to do at very last, <laughs> very late notice mm-hmm. But I just want to say something about the quiz Last year's quiz, I listened back to a few weeks ago And I was really struck by how sullen and miserable I sounded <laughs> <laughs> And I just want to make this different you know, it's a time of goodwill, isn't it? And cheer. And even if I don't know the answers to Katie's questions about what 1926 <laughs> Christmas film like, or something. You're already starting a bit sullen. Sorry. Did Sorry, it. I did it again. I've done it. The very thing that I promised I wouldn't do. I mean, okay, shall I explain the rules of this quiz? Uh, yeah. But as please. you said, you, were, you guys were a little bit sullen last time. And maybe, maybe I can admit that it might have been a little bit difficult. For people who have never watched any Christmas movies. For idiots. So what I've done is I have five clips 
from movies with Christmas in. Mm-hmm. Are you guys just chewing into the microphones? That's fine. Uh, five it's Christmas, Katie. It's Christmas. <laughs> Christmas is for chewing. And what we're going to do is I will play the clips the moment you know what the movie is. I want you to buzz in. Danny, your buzz will sound like this. Buzz! Sam, your buzz will sound like this. Buzz, buzz! Uh, and you buzz in and say what movie it is. For it. Oh and then God. I have an extra question... Uh, like a bonus question about that movie. Okay, yes. Yeah. Okay. It right. sounds like I'm not going to do well. That's how it sounds. Okay. But... Ready for the first clip? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Another table. Where are you going, pal? Next time you have a chance to kill Buzz. someone. Buzz. Die Hard? Let's find out. Don't hesitate. Thanks for the advice. Obviously, there was uh, Bruce Willis at the end there. So, yeah. yes, Die Hard. Well done. And now, Danny, for one extra point, what building do uh, they lay siege to? That's the, the, hey, this the, was a question last year. The, my exact point. <laughs> you had a whole year to uh, learn this. Uh, I, I don't want to make up something racist, but it's like the Takahana or the... That uh, may have been your exact That's answer. exactly what you said. Isn't it like Nakatomi or something like that? I'll give that to Sam. So the answer is Nakatomi Plaza. So I just wanted to see if you guys had learned anything. You, you'll in the past give it to year. me. That's a, I said it exactly. You said Nakatomi. You didn't <laughs> yeah. say Plaza. Oh, Plaza. Okay, okay, fine. So okay. you didn't say Plaza at the end of it. Yeah, but I listened very carefully. Uh, ever since that incident last year, I've been like, I'm going to remember the name of that tower. Maybe not whether or not it was a Plaza. Well, there we go. So that is a point each. Yes. Yay. Ready for the next clip? Excellent. Riding on Danny's yes. coattails. That's how I do. <laughs> Buzz! So the Grinch? Nope. Damn. Buzz, buzz! Is it Gremlins? Nope. It's alright, it's alright. Buzz, is it Edward Scissorhands? Correct. Yes. Is that a Christmas movie? There's loads of Christmas in it. Is there? Yes. Look it up. So uh, I'm going to read out the name of four actors and I want you to tell me which one was not considered for the role. So it's Michael Keaton, Robert Downey Jr., Jim Carrey and Tom Cruise. Um, Keaton, Downey Jr., Tim Carrey, Tom Cruise. Um, I'm going to guess uh, Tom Cruise. That is incorrect. Tom Cruise was considered and he was offered it, but he wants it to have a happier ending. <laughs> what do you think? Michael Keaton? Just because... Yeah, it's true. I've also realised that I slightly improved the odds for Danny, so I don't know if he should Yeah, get but that's that. OK. That's OK, mind. fine. Yeah, so that's another point each. So we're at 2-2. Two, no, so two. Keaton was a clever one because he's in Beetlejuice. Yes, I was see. being clever. You've been clever. OK. Yeah. All right, ready for the next clip? Yes. 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 Where's your Christmas spirit? Buzz! Jingle all the way? Correct! I haven't seen that film, you said, what? with a mouthful of mince pie. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah. I thought Arnie would be quite... I, I thought it'd be an easy one, because at least you can you recognise Arnie's voice. Jake Lloyd, who played young Anakin, is the kid in it. Uh, and uh, amusingly, uh, the bonus question is, who plays Arnold Schwarzenegger's son? Jake, Jake Lloyd. Yes, that's correct. 
So that was wow. now four two to Danny. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed four by two. Danny's jingle all the way knowledge there. Ready for the next clip? Yes. 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 Buzz. Home Alone. Nope. Love actually. Nope. I would play the rest of the clip, but it's just them singing. Mean Girls. Ah, interesting. It's the bit where she kicks the. Uh, oh yeah, the I remember. Player. They're doing the sexy dance in the little Christmas Christmas outfits. Just for the bonus question, so we have a buzz in. Um, what was the word that Gretchen was trying to make happen? You mean when the record skipped? No, it's a thing in the movie. There was a there was a new cool word that oh, Gretchen and the Mean Girls was trying to make happen. Uh, I this I is should, a classic movie. I guys. should have been to the Prince Charles quote along. You know what? I'm gonna go out. Mean Girls isn't that good. Okay, it it's is just good. not that good. You look, you're turning this into the bitter <laughs> spirit the of Christmas farce. It's the thing again. All right, the answer was fetch. That's so fetch. Oh yeah, I don't remember. You see. So we're so we're still on four two. Four two. Yeah, okay. My my big chance to catch up, and I blew it, kids. Okay, final, final go. Final go. It's all to play for. Welcome to Marathon. May I help you? Yes. How may I help you? You can start by wiping that fucking dumbass off your... I'm going to guess bad Santa. Nope. Rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. Buzz! Is it planes, trains, automobiles? Correct! Planes, trains, automobiles? I was very confident about that one. No, you weren't. Planes, trains, automobiles? I thought, I assumed the bit where he said automobile would uh, have slightly given it away. I didn't know, it was a Christmas film even. He's trying to get home for Christmas. I haven't seen it. He's trying to get home for Christmas, Sam. I haven't seen it. Uh, and final bonus question, just to really round it off, Danny. Uh, what does John Candy's character sell? I don't know. Uh, he, he, was, <laughs> he was a shower curtain ring salesman. I knew I didn't. I was about to get. You didn't give me a chance to guess, Katie. I was about to say shower ring pull curtain salesman. Well, I was about, I was about <laughs> to say that. I was just moments away. Well, it doesn't matter because you would have still lost. <laughs> Okay, fine. Five two to Danny. Well, that was a that was a good quiz. That was a good, that was quiz. A good quiz. That was an excellent quiz. Excellent quiz, Katie. Very good. I want you to when you're editing this podcast, I want you to insert a kind of crowd applause. Take it from Steve Jobs or something. There's still the stamping because that's what you deserve. <laughs> uh, and just remember Nakatomi Plaza for next year. Nakatomi Plaza. Nakatomi Plaza. That's going to be that question going to come up every year until <laughs> until someone gets it. Hey, Brennan. I've been in your shitty country a long time. Since this morning, in fact. I know I'm not the only one who wants to close his eyes and pretend he's someplace less fucking depressing. So why not be like Bacon and forget your troubles with the latest super informative, ultra-fun podcast, Film Chat, hosted by two classic blokes, Danny Moran and Sam Foster. 
It reminds me of being in the film Tremors 24 years ago. Film Chat. Saturday afternoons on Facebook, SoundCloud, and now on iTunes. As you Brits might say, it's a right stonking great lark. At Christmas, though, as a time to reflect on the year gone by, it's also a time to look ahead. It's a time of renewal. So, Sam, 2016, what movies are you looking forward to? A lot of good films to look forward to that are coming out. Some of them have already been out in the US, so all of our US listeners will have enjoyed these films already. Films like Spotlight, which is one of the big Oscar hopes. Um, that film about a bunch of cool journalists investigating uh, abuse in the Catholic Church. Looks pretty exciting. The Hateful Eight, the new Tarantino film. Um, there's also a lot of big movies to look forward to. As someone who is a bit fatigued by superhero films, I don't know how much you're going to enjoy 2016, Danny. No, no, I feel like I might be renewed Okay. 2016. <laughs> well, we've got Captain America Civil Wars to look forward to. What? Had a pretty exciting teaser trailer. Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice, one of the oh most incoherently God. titled films of the year. It's going to come out. That had quite a shit-looking trailer. Um, also on the bad trailer front, X-Men Apocalypse. Deadpool with um, Ryan Reynolds as a playing Deadpool, reprising his role from X-Men Origins. It's like a sort of super-knowing meta He's a fourth-wall breaker, oh, yeah. as well as a sort of leg-breaker for villains. You know, He's a badass, but he's wise-cracking yeah. as well. And then on the non-superhero blockbuster front, we have Rogue One, the next Star Wars film. We're all going to be quite thoroughly sick of Star Wars yeah. over the next few years. Um, Star Trek, colon, beyond. I think probably the ones, apart from Hateful Eight, I'm probably most excited for Hell Caesar, the new Coens. That yeah. looks great. That looks excellent. That had a really exciting trailer. And the Coens have been on a real streak. The last few movies have been fantastic. I'm looking forward to The Nice Guys. Oh, yeah, the Shane Black movie. Shane Black film. Ryan Gosling. 2016 is the year of Gosling. He took a year out. He's coming back. Gosling's back in a big fucking way. Yeah, he's also got the big short coming out, which looks really excellent. Filmed by the 2008 financial crisis, which looks pretty cool. And he's making that musical with Damien Chazelle, him and Emma Stone. Yeah, the Whiplash director. Um, Speaking (laughs) of singing, Sing is coming out next year. I'm quite looking forward to that. That's the movie by the Hammer and Tongs guy, Garth Jennings. It's animation, right? Yeah, he hasn't made a movie since Son of Rambo, which is, for those who haven't seen it, a really brilliant coming-of-age story about a um, kid trying to do a remake sequel of Rambo. So his next project, he hasn't done anything for perhaps years, but now he's doing this mega-budget CGI film with um, Illumination, the company that did... Um, Minions. And Minions that. and, yeah, Despicable Me and that kind of thing. And it's about a koala bear who's trying to start a musical or something. It's got, like, a really starry cast and no different animals. Sounds pretty exciting. Sounds sick. Yeah. And then there's some other films that don't sound as sick. (laughs) Independence Day Resurgence. That's going to be a big film that no one will give a shit about. I'm going to call a few flops right now. Yeah. Okay. Independence Day Resurgence, I don't think that's going to be that successful. Warcraft, my feeling is not going to be a hit. Gods of Egypt that had flop written all over it. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, in that's massive, flop. that's like, gigantic stone hieroglyphs that will live forever. Just flop. Flop. And Knight of Cups, I don't know if that's going to make millions. That's the new Terrence Malick Terrence film. Terrence Malick. Oh, yeah. It's about Christian Bale mumbling about his life, I think. They already made that film. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, all of your films. I'm excited for Ghostbusters, female oh, yeah. Ghostbusters. I about the Ghostbusters. It's on here, but I didn't mention it. But just because... Actually, it wouldn't have to be Ghostbusters, but just have those four women as leads in a movie. I'm uh, I'm signed up. Four yeah. hilarious women. I'm more excited about seeing the four SNL ladies in a movie than I am about the fact that it's Ghostbusters. Exactly, that's my point. Listeners, we clink <sighs> our Christmas glasses to you. We're now well and truly pissed. I'm absolutely 
liquefied. Absolutely. My blood has been replaced by old-fashioned. And I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. I hope you're enjoying your Christmas day. Yeah, you're listening to this on Christmas Day, right? You've got nothing better to do. Yeah, you download it, you listen to it right away. That's the plan. You probably have it playing on the background as you tuck into your Christmas goofs. <laughs> so we're probably going to take a little Christmas time off now. I need to frantically go and buy at least one present because I think people are going to notice if I haven't got anyone anything. And we'll be back in the new year on the 6th of January with a film chat Christmas quiz. Yes. Not really Christmas by that point, but a quiz. A New Year's quiz. It's going to be at The Social in uh, Portland Street, just off Soho. There's going to be a Facebook event. We're going to invite you. You better click attending. Don't click maybe and then turn up. Click attending if you're going to attend. It's not called maybe anymore, Danny. It's called interested. But we don't want interested. We want going. We want going. We want going, guys. No ignore. No interested. Straight to going. If you went to our quiz before, it's going to be like that, but just like 10 times as good. There's going to be more rounds. There's a lot of fun stuff. There's going to be great prizes. Yeah. Uh, if you're lucky, there'll be a film that we won't show as well, like last time. Yeah. All right. Have fun, guys, and see you on the 6th. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.